As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Again, Richard, you have to stop cheating on me. It's so annoying. Today of all days... The day that I have my haircut, Richard. Now I have to call Rachel and tell her our lunch is off because I've been made a cuckold. Ugh, my entire week is shot. I shan't be made a cuckold, Richard. I'm too busy. It is like nails on a chalkboard when you cheat on me. It's like a mosquito in my ear when you f*** someone else. Look at what you've done. You've given me a mild headache. I'm far too busy to be a cuckold. With my schedule? Oh, I'm so perturbed at you. I could absolutely scout. No! This is the last time I am leaving you for the afternoon. I'll be back at five. Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, February 2nd, 2024. This is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, YouTube viewers, this one's for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o. Hey-o. And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are, shout out to the stream teamers joining us here on Groundhog Day. Hello to Phil. Hello to Willie. Hello to Sam and Fred. Even Lucy the Lobster. Hello to you. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review if you're a podcast listener. Hit the like button and subscribe if you're on YouTube. On today's show, we got a whole lot. We're going to discuss the update regarding Joel Embiid's knee injury. The Grizzlies traded Steven Adams to the Rockets. Mm -hmm. Didn't see that one coming last night. And is LeBron James really on the trade block? What do you know, Pingalore? (laughs) (laughs) But give me some more, Pingalore. (laughs) Oh, nice. I'm glad I just got my Buster Rhymes tickets. Uh, So before we get to all of that on the drop, the All-Star reserves were announced last night. We jumped live on playback to react to them in real time. But let's go through them here. We'll talk about, uh, you know, obviously some surprises, some snubs, and a whole lot more. So let's start with the Eastern Conference. JD's got the graphic here. Your starters, just to remind you, Dame... Halliburton, Tatum, Giannis, and Embiid for now. Uh, And then the reserves announced last night on TNT. Jalen Brunson, first time all-star. Tyrese Maxey as well. Those guys balling last night on the day they were announced as starters. Donovan Mitchell is back. Jalen Brown. Paolo Bancaro getting in there for the Magic. And then Julius Randle, who will 
you know, very likely have an injury replacement name for him. And then Bam Adebayo for the Miami Heat. Um, so yeah, any any quick takeaways here? I'm going to give you an entire team of snubs in a little bit, but what jumps out to you from the Eastern Conference? I know people want a, a sexy take, you know, like like Pingalore's got to take about LeBron James. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, like Pingalore. I'm just gonna say that the coaches knew what they're doing. I think they did really well, and they value winning because when it comes down to it, there were six locks: the guards. Brunson, Mitchell, Maxi, Locks, Fords, Adebayo, Brown, Randall, Locks. It did come to the last, right. down to the last one. Paolo Banquero, Trey Young, or Scotty Barnes. The BTB. What do we do here? Banquero, Trey, Barnes. They went with the guy who wins. They didn't go behind the back. They just went with the guy who wins. And Paolo <laughs> Banquero, it makes sort of sense. They just went chess pass, no behind the back. And I think that's totally, entirely fine. I'm sure we're going to discuss who's going to take the injury spots for Julius Randle and Joel Embiid very likely. I think that one will get cute, but I think they did great. I think they did really, really good. And Trey and Barnes, when it comes down to it, they're not even close to 500. Their teams are losing by so much. It's not even really all that debatable. People are mad about the Anthony Davis one. I get it. So that's that's a fine move. I think they did great. Trey? Tass is right. They value winning, and to me, Paolo over Trey is the biggest snub in the game uh, right here, despite loving Paolo. I'm happy he made it as an all-star. I think they they said on the Hoop Collective today that he's the second Orlando Magic ever to win Rookie of the Year and then get elected to the All-Star game the next time around. But you look at the standings right now, all of the East All-Stars are over 500. Now the Magic have gone 12-18 and in December and January, so they might not be 500 when it comes to the All-Star break, but... I don't know. I, I do think that that's a major snub that Paolo got in over Trey. Jalen Brunson, like I said, scored 40 last night to lead the Knicks past the Pacers for their ninth straight win. They are uh, pretending it is still January. New York is 15-2 and two since New Year's. And then Maxi scoring a career-high 51 to help the Embiidless 76ers beat the Jazz uh, in, a, in a close game. It was sort of cool. I like that. I always love when, a, especially a first-time All-Star, is announced to the team and then balls out on a night where there's not a ton of games, there's some attention on these guys, and it's incredible. And they're both deserving, of course. I mean, like you said, they're locks, and uh, they're there. Yeah, it was hard to see or tell how much Jalen Brunson was valuing it after the game because he got popped by Andrew Nembhard in the nose and his eyes were kind of tearing, but it looked like he was crying when he was talking about being an all-star. I'll redo the interview because he really didn't have any words. He just, he, he was that overwhelmed. The interview was... That looked like a prize fight. How did that feel? That was fun. That was fun. That was fun. You're an all-star. Talk about your journey. I got nothing. Uh, I got nothing. And he, he kind of he clapped to the fans yeah, yeah. because they got him into the all-star game. I got nothing. Last question. Talk about your teammates. We know you will. What did you guys do tonight? We're going to keep fighting. That's what we do. We're going to keep fighting. That's it. The New York Knicks are fighting. They're they're fighting a lot. In that game, they missed over 60 shots. They weren't all that incredible. They had 24 offensive rebounds for those 60 missed shots because they are fighters. And Jalen Brunson, yeah, he got hit by Andrew Nebhardt in the the nose, the eyeball, was tearing because of it. He grinds. Uh, This is a different Knicks team. If you like blue collar in New York, 
This is a good fit. Yeah. I mean, they, they do fight. They're a scrappy team. Yeah, he was getting the MVP chance. Yep. Just one correction. Uh, the fans had nothing to do with him making the All-Star <laughs> game. <laughs> they, in <Yeah>. fact, <laughs> botched it. It was the coaches. Just wanted to make that clear. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thoughts on Brunson or Maxi there, too, TK, last night? I know yeah. you had some clips up about Maxi looking smooth. Uh, I mean, Maxi's incredible. But Brunson, I think... <clears throat> Scored on Buddy Heald, Andrew Nemhard, Ben Shepard, made up name, Aaron Neesmith, <laughs> Obi Toppin, and I think Tyrese Halliburton too. So almost everybody that played for the Pacers got a bucket uh, from Jalen Brunson, which I think is cool. I asked our friend Jason Concepcion this question earlier this week. Who's a better Nick, Jalen Brunson or Carmelo Anthony? It's a great question. It really is a great question. I think in the end, it's going to be Brunson. I mean, Melo was incredible. Ser- Led the league in series, scoring, third in MVP. One. Yeah. Run a series, yeah. I mean... Brunson it, did too. It'll but he be, ain't done. He ain't done yet. Right. It, I mean, it will be it'll be a wrap if Brunson can take the Knicks to actually, well, obviously a championship, it's done, but even yes. like far into the playoffs and big moments in the playoffs in Madison Square Garden or on the road. Uh but right now, I mean, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Uh Mellow won I'm, one I'm series, right? I think yeah, that's it. I think that's right. Yeah. That's what I feel like it'll come down to. Both are loved. They're beloved. They didn't get him in. You're right. They didn't get him no. in. But yesterday it was 19,500. Kenny yeah. Smith brought up a good point. After the game, they were all there waiting for an interview. When usually they just leave, go have fun in New yep. York City. So <laughs> that, that must have felt cool. And Brunson, uh, I believe, is named to the three-point shootout. Uh, so okay. he will be uh, competing in that. I think Chris Haynes oh. had that last night. So he's one of our first names that we know that'll be uh, shooting away. I mean, shooting like... Whatever, it's like 42, 43% from deep. He's been on fire all year. Shoots a lot, too, from distance. So he's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just anything on Maxi again, he set his career high. I mean, this guy went for 50 prior or previous this year, and now 51. And he, what, finished with seven three-pointers? That's I right. think he's unguardable when the pull-up three is on because uh, I was doing a little research today. 18 players in the NBA take four or more three-pointers a game, pull-up style. Right. Maxi is one of them. He takes 4.8. He is 18th in percentage. Shoots 32%, but he was knocking them down last night. And then when it comes to catch and shoot, he's absolute money. 125 players take three or more catch and shoot threes per game. That includes Tyrese Maxey, 3.3 attempts per game. He's sixth in percentage at 48%. So if you're trying to go under him on the screen and he's actually hitting the pull-up, you can't guard him because mm-hmm. he's too fast. He gets to the rim every single time. you got to respect the drive. So when he's able to pull back and hit one, it's Jover, uh, and he looked incredible uh, last yeah. night. Maxi, 17 of 27 from the field, 7 of 9 from deep, and then 10 of 11 at the line. So scoring across you know, all three sort of levels there. Um, incredible game. I, I, you know, 51. I, I, it is amazing. We just like, eh, okay, 51. That's just where we're at. That's a lot. Still a mm-hmm. lot of points. And he's coming back from injury, for crying out loud. So good stuff. All right, let's move to the Western Conference uh, Reserves. Remind you guys of the starters here. It's uh, Luka, Shea, KD, LeBron, and Jokic. And then the reserves announced last night, we've got Steph Curry, Devin Booker, Anthony Edwards, two Clippers, they do make it in the end, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, Carl Anthony Towns, and Anthony Davis uh, are two of the bigs coming off the bench. TK, your takeaways from the West here. This is much better than my team. <laughs> a lot more entertaining. I had like every center in the Western Conference made my team, and as soon as I said the words, I felt like an absolute clown. But this is good. I think as much as the the coaches have valued winning, right, I think that's true because Paolo over Trey, we got two Wolves here, we got two Clippers here, two Knicks made it, two Celtics made it, lots of good teams. 
coaches also value game planning, which is why Anthony Davis made this yeah. team because he is dominating when he's out there this season. It hasn't turned into wins for the Lakers that much. And then Steph Curry as well is below 500. But it's Steph Curry, man. <laughs> Every coach is worried about him, so of course he's going to make the team. But I think the biggest shocker is Carl Anthony Towns. It's a double shock for me because I thought it would be Towns behind Gobert yep. just for that team. And then I thought that one of the Kings would jump in ahead of uh, a second Timberwolves. So that was the big surprise to me. The Kings are shocking. By far the best team in the NBA, either conference, that doesn't have an all-star. 27-19. and 19. That's damn good not to sneak in one of your all-stars. Because yeah. you keep going down the list of the seven names that they added here. Kawhi and PG, the team is incredible. They're almost the one seed. I don't think you can overlook either of them. Devin Booker, great to see him there. He deserves to be there. Anthony Edwards, he's on the damn Minnesota Timberwolves. He's got to be there. Cat is the question. But Rudy Gobert would have gone in there instead. One of those other Wolves, I don't see a problem with that. And then it comes down to the Steph below 500 or the Anthony Davis, which is incredible that the guy is playing so many freaking games. And then you start looking down the Anthony Davis resume. It is getting ridiculously good here because he's hooping. Because after he was named to the top 75 team, I think we all questioned, and I even questioned, how is he there? Yeah. How is he there? Ninth all-star appearance this season. He no one can say he misses time anymore because he plays basically every single night. Four-time All NBA, four-time All Defensive Team, three-time Block Champ, leading the league in blocks. Obviously, an NBA championship. So it does. I know Kings fans are pissed. I get it. They have uh, a right to be. Yeah, they do because they do. when you sum it up, I saw you know a couple notable Kings fans tweeting this idea. Kings fans spent years being told that there are great players on their team. Hey, you're not all-stars because your team sucks. You're just not that good. You don't win enough. And now their team wins, and their great players are still not all-stars. And that's got to be, you know, that's frustrating, especially not one of them like you guys just went through. That's... It's spot? Wild. I don't Which think, spot? Which well, spot I, I think Sabonis should have been in over Cat. And Trey said it. Like, Cat was the one where everyone's like, whoa. Okay, if they were going to go another Wolf, you thought the coaches would go, well, they have the best defense in the league. Rudy's been an all-star before. He's the real reason for that. He said he wanted to be there this year again. Yeah, so that was like, oh, okay, so they went with Cat over Rudy, and then, you know, Sabonis is, this guy's like 2013 in age, shoots over 60%. Like, this is a good team. I think he's, he's the bit, he's the, like, in the West, he's the most glaring snub. Uh, Because you said they're a good team. I mean, you Pelicans fans have just as much a right to be like, well, where the hell are our guys, too? We're pretty good, too. We're not that much worse than the Kings, record-wise, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah Frustrating. I feel bad for Kings fans on that one. Sure. Because I got a point. Yeah, Towns 23-8, and eight, 52% from the field, 44 from three, and they're winning. I mean, he is having an all-star season. For sure. They should have just made... All of the last possible selections play one on one for the spot. Ooh, I like I that. I don't know who I'm taking. Cat versus Sabonis one on one. It's going to be <laughs> probably one miss. I, I would take Towns because twos. Yeah. Ones and twos. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, two on two for the snub spots from east and west. <laughs> I like that. I mean, like, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, the injuries, even. You know, Trey and, like, Porzingis against. The two kings. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Sure, <laughs> sure. Weird stuff happening. Okay, so, well, let's get to the uh, the snub club. We're calling it the uh, the All NBA All Stars, or excuse me, the All Snub All Stars. Um, I'm just going to give you an entire team because there are enough of them. So let's give you the two guards, the three forwards, starting the Snub Club, the third All Star team. Trey Young for sure, 27 and 11. Okay, let's move on. De'Aaron Fox, 
and Sabonis. Fox is 27-5-4. and four. He's 38% from deep. And then Sabonis, like I said, 20-13-8, shooting 61%. He leads the league in double-double. So you got Trey, you got Fox, Sabonis. Lowry Markkinen, I'm going to have starting uh, the uh, all-snub team here. 24-9. He's flirting with the 50-40-90 club a little bit, so good numbers. And then my uh, big, or my third forward, Elprin Shengun with 22-9-5. and five. I'm going to put Rudy on the bench here. So, the reserves. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> We're going deep, deep. Oh, there's... Oh, you have no idea how deep it's about to get here. Um, I made one rule when it came to this. I just had to pick a number that you had to play a certain amount of games to be in consideration. <laughs> I made the number, like, 35, okay? So, Jimmy Butler is not in the mix. He's 33. He's just on the outside. So, I just took him out uh, of consideration. 35, that would do it for me. So, the all-snub reserves. Jamal Murray is there. He played 35 games, just hits that mark. 21-6-4. He's shooting 40% plus from deep. So, you know, he's. we saw him win a championship as the second-best player. We thought he would be an all-star this year. It's a little shocking he's not there. Uh, my second guard. All right, let's just get Derek White in there now. You know, he's on a great team. He is, at times, looks like the best player on the floor for the Celtics on any given night. The numbers aren't going to wow you. 16-5-4, but... 45-40-90 splits. Again, Boston 37-12. and 12. He's in there. Porzingis, 35 games played, averaging 19-7. and seven. You know, great effective field goal percentage. Um, nearly two threes and two blocks per game, too. That's pretty impressive. So he's there. I thought the Pelicans deserved at least one on this team, seeing as they do have a good record in the West. I went back and forth between Ingram and, Z- Ingram and Zion. I went with Brandon Ingram, 21-6-5. His overall scoring numbers are down to previous years, but his efficiency is up. So, you know, again, Pelicans are 27 and 21. This is a good record. So he's in. Rudy Gobert, 13 and 12, but he's the anchor for the best defense in the NBA. We need a little defense on this all-snub team. And then the two wild cards. Well, I couldn't believe I did it, but I played two homer cards. Putting Scotty Barnes in as a wild card. Sure. He's on a crappy team. You know, so is Trey Young. But, uh, you know, Raptors even worse. This blew my mind, though. Barnes is one of only three qualified players averaging at least 20 points, eight boards, five assists, a steal, and a block. It's Giannis Embiid and Scotty Barnes in that, you know, uh, select company there. So he'll be in there. And then this final one. I want Kobe White. I want Kobe White. The numbers, the shooting efficiency, it surprised me. He's averaging 19-5-5 five and five, if we round up a little bit. It's his most efficient shooting of his career. And selecting Kobe here for the all-snub team, it's like, it it makes sure we have one guy from the top 10 teams in both conferences. <laughs> it at least, you know, checks that little box. So I went Kobe White as my final one. So just to go over that for you guys. Trey Young, Fox, Sabonis, Lowry Marketing, Shengun, Jamal Murray, Derek White, Porzingis, Ingram, Gobert, Scotty Barnes, and Kobe White. Okay, Trey's nodding. I love it. I love it. You're quiet, you so it's not good. bad. I, you did good. Okay. Yeah. You done good, son. <laughs> but how <laughs> about the snubs from the all-snub team? No, no. We gotta go deeper, Mellis! We gotta go deeper. Mm. I'll just do this one quick. <laughs> DeJounte Murray, Desmond Bain, Siakam, Zion Williamson, 
Jared Allen, the bench is Wembenyama, Holmgren, Jalen Williams, DeRozan, Mikhail Bridges, Franz Wagner, and CJ McCollum. Again, I had to have Jimmy out just because of the 33 games played. <laughs> Jimmy Butler still <laughs> yeah. This is tough for Jimmy. This is tough for him, man. But I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. There's another one. What about the snow? Let's go. I'm done. I'm done. I'm all snubbed out, man. <laughs> there are no snubs left. Anyway. <laughs> I spent so much time doing this. Where's Max Strips? <laughs> He's getting the shots off this year. <laughs> so, okay. Point is, there's a lot of great players in this league. It's incredible. But yeah. you better play 35 games, suckers. Yeah, or you're not making right. any of these well, games. Well, I mean, like, like you got to have a cutoff. Kyrie Irving's, you know, an all-star level talent. But Snubbler. what's he played? 27, Not very many. He's missed a ton. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah, Kristaps is 35. <laughs> that, that's, so that's nice. That's a perfect cutoff. 30, just, yeah. just got in there, man. <laughs> I, I, I do think uh, that Adam Silver will notice what Jason Tatum said about Kristaps Porzingis. He said... That Christoph Sporzingis kind of reminds him of the Kobe and Powell combination. When Powell helped Kobe yeah. get him to those two yeah. championships, he was needed. He was needed. And whatever path that quote, whatever path that I'm on and we're on, KP really feels like the missing piece. <sighs> Adam Silver's getting gonna get cute and put him in there. So do you Ramona think Silver and reported that one? That's a good report. Do you think the league Silver <laughs> like will select um, for the two replacements in the East? Obviously, Randall and Embiid. I mean, they're both going to be out. Um, that it will be Trey Young will be one of them, and then Porzingis, or I mean, or Derek White, I guess one of the Celtics. Is that what you think? Yeah, I, th- I think it's Trey and Porzingis. I, I know yeah. Trey wasn't named last year, which is also baffling because the numbers are so good on both seasons. They were they're ridiculously good. Last year, he didn't get a lot of love from the players at all. Um, so there was like a, this uniform thing against Trey. This year, I think he's loved. This year, I think he's loved more. And I, I, I don't, I just, It'd be hard to leave him off. The guy I, is I do think Silver takes into consideration, like, well, the fans did want this guy in the game, and like that maybe yeah. helps his case despite the record. But yeah, the numbers are there, obviously. Who do you think they go with at least for these two? Yeah, I would think Trey Young is the guy. I mean, he's averaged twenty-seven and eleven yeah. for two straight seasons. Yeah. Hasn't made the All-Star team, but he's kind of uh, in a tough spot with the coaches picking the reserves. If two of your coaches get fired in the first six years of your career, <laughs> maybe. Not the people you're going to be upsetting here. As for who would replace Randall or whoever the second guy is, probably another Celtic. Derek White seems legit to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talked about a lot on the broadcast. Talked about a lot on the broadcast. <laughs> and he's played more games uh, than yeah. Porzingis. I would have Porzingis ahead of Derek White if the games were even. Um, but I'm just happy you put Kobe White on the snub team. Man. Yeah. I'm yeah, feeling man. so good because I was going to have to beg for like a skills challenge appearance. <laughs> but man, making the last wild card spot of the snub team. That's good enough for me. Yeah, that's a. Yeah. Di- I mean, look, there is a lot of talent in the league. Like, that's an incredible third team I just listed there. That's a lot of good players, and then even guys that I'm like don't even make that who are having great years. Like, I know I'm la- like you. You might laugh at like a Dejounte Murray or a CJ McCollum, but like, go look at their stats, and like, they're not bad. Like, they're really good. Uh, McCollum on a good team, and and Dejounte Murray obviously on the disappointing Hawks, but yeah. Yeah, and you, you got Derek White in there. Celtics fans are asking for Derek White, who used to be a San Antonio Spurs. So did Dejounte Murray. They'd be good with Victor Wembanyama, but they got lots of picks back, so it's it's totally different time. But it is funny to think that they played there. I remember the question, random question. This is a random thing on here. 
Kobe White or Devontae Graham? Who gets you more fantasy points throughout his career? I took Devontae Graham. I was wrong. We, I was wrong. This is a debate we had? Oh, yeah. Well, Kobe White was was a different player. He has grown so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a question for you. Better Kobe, because we watched a Kobe Bufkin this okay, week. Okay, okay. Better Kobe. They're different Kobe's. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. better Kobe throughout the throughout his career. Kobe Bufkin or Kobe White? Fantasy points? or, or nah, <laughs> better careers. Kobe Bufkin looked awesome. He looked so. He did, but that was the G that's one G League game. But he he, he looked look like great. he could do everything yeah. out there. I, I uh, anyways, okay, whatever. Yeah, I don't think this is good. I like it. <laughs> Career long fantasy points. Who's gonna have more? Because Kobe White. Kobe White already took down Devonte Graham. Who's next? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point of his career, Kobe White wasn't a. Kobe Bufkin. Kobe Bufkin. <laughs> dribble, dribble, oh dribble. God. Shoot threes the way he does. He can do everything. Yeah, look, hey. This guy saw Kobe Bufkin play one time. He's putting him in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I'd take him over Kobe White. I'm, I'm not going to put him in the Hall of Fame quite yet. But, uh, but Kobe White never Buf- went to the G League. You're taking Bufkin over it's, White. That's all right. Pascal Siakam went to the G League. and Look at him now. Oh, man. <laughs> look at him now. He's on uh, He's on the fourth or he's on the second all-snub oh, team. Two, two-time all-star. Incredible. Listen, I, I just wanted to get to Trey Young was sitting with me courtside. I wanted to put him in the all-star game just because we had friends. I was the sideline reporter, and I just sat with Trey Young before I interviewed him. Ugh. We started talking about our kids. He started asking me about my kids. Trey Young, thank of God, all people. Thank God you don't have a vote with this stuff. Why? Because you're like you're just like you become friends with these people, and then you're like. You're like, you can't leave him off anything. Nah. Yeah, did you tell him you picked Paolo over him? Yeah, exactly. I, I, picked, <laughs> I picked my Eastern Conference perfectly. Last Friday when we did this, I matched the coaches. Seven for seven. There you go. Uh, I didn't put Trey in because of the winning. Because of the winning. We can, st- we can be friends, even though I didn't put him in the All-Star <laughs> Sure. We can still be buds. Our friends can hang out. His friend, or his friend, his son, his son. <laughs> you go talk to your friends, talk to my <laughs> friends, talk, talk to, to me. me. <laughs> Good too. What were you going to say about uh, his son? You, do you, are you taking Titus his son over Kobe Bob- Bufkin? I wouldn't. I, I, <laughs> More fantasy points. Kobe Bufkin or Titus Young? Kobe Bufkin is a baller. Forget the G League. That guy is a baller. He's good. He's, he's good. good. Yeah, he's he's good. good. They got to get DeJounte Murray out here so he can yeah. get some time. Yeah. yeah. I say trade, trade too, man. Yeah. Clear the way. Exactly. It's Bufkin time, baby. All right. We got to take a break. We're not done talking All-Stars, though, because uh, when we come back, we're going to debate whether they should expand the rosters when it comes to the All-Star Game, and we'll talk Embiid, and we will talk LeBron, and a whole lot more. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Do we have the YouTube poll up yet? Who you taking? Kobe White, Kobe Bufkin, or Trey Young's son, Titus? (laughs) 
Okay. okay. <laughs> Let's see what the people think. We know what Tash thinks. Let's see what the people think. I don't know who I'd take. I think I'd take Titus. I mean, I, I go both ways. High ceiling. High ceiling. Very high ceiling. Very high ceiling. He was, Great uh, to share popcorn with. He was using both his hands uh, when he was eating the popcorn. Ambidextrous? Uh, uh, no, I was saying that Trey Young helped pick up Kobe Bufkin with his left arm well, while yeah, eating popcorn yes. with his right arm. Yeah. Oh, so you're just asking Titus's ability yeah, I'm to talking, eat I'm popcorn? looking ahead. I'm projecting oh, okay. how that kid eats popcorn and how he'll look on the court. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. well, probably double-handed. <laughs> he'll be able to pass with both hands for sure. Okay, uh, the poll is up. The poll is up. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Go vote in that. Okay, so we have some, uh, some notes here. Uh, media superstar J.J. Redick says it's time to expand the NBA All-Star roster size. He said this again. In a clip wisely reposted from last All-Star season. Oh, good, good move. Couldn't slip that by old Skeetsy. Oh, like, that looks familiar. Nice. Uh, JJ said, though, and he, he did reshare it, we've expanded the league, we've expanded the talent pool, it's time for a few more guys every year to get the stamp of validation. So this is a bit of an annual debate now. Should the NBA expand the All-Star Game rosters? Trey, um, I think I remember your take on this last year, but has your opinion changed at all? I think they should. I don't know what my take was last oh. year, but I think they should. I also don't know the, when they last went to 12, you know what I'm saying? Like, how long has it been stuck at 12? It's been a while. But JJ's right. The league has expanded. They're considering expansion again. We're going to get to 32 teams here, so that seems like the time to do it when they're going into, like, the next negotiations about all that kind of stuff. But... Also, rosters are already kind of expanded. There ain't just 24 All-Stars every single year. Last year, 27. Year before, 27. 25 in 2020. 28 in 2018. 28 in 2015. I went back. Last time we've had no injury replacements was 2005. Now, in the early 2000s, it was like one, maybe two injury replacements. But they are a little bit bigger. uh, But these owners don't want to pay these bonuses out. Mm -hmm. And that's what it comes down to. I think it does work out really well when you get the injury replacements in there and there's still 12. You put, what, 15 on a roster? You think guys don't try now? Try putting 15 on a bench to get them into the game. When that's, like, 12 that would is, be tough. It yeah, would be. 12 is difficult. You're right. 12 is yeah. really high. Yeah, A game is played with 9, 10, max. So I, I, I don't think it's a good idea. Great move, reposting your old video. People, <laughs> like, you knew that there was an old video, but people don't know when old videos are posted. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, so, nice move, JJ Reddick. But, uh, <laughs> but, I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. Just the numbers and just no real reason. No real reason. And, and like, Trey brought up a great point. 14 guys make it. Anyway. Because of injuries, anyway, or whatever. It yeah, is, 13, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. We always get more than just the twelve in always. each conference. It's it's two usually on average on each conference or something like that. As Trey just went through, so yeah, this just feels like a classic. Uh, you know, we there's nothing really wrong with this, but we're trying to find a solution to it already. It also does this. I mean, this idea of like, okay, the league's expanded. We should validate these guys more for their fan bases, as we just talked about with the Kings fans all pissed off. Um, Okay, I get that, but wouldn't, like, if we did this and we're suddenly, like, 15 and there's more All-Stars, you know, does that not then sort of dilute the All-Star selection, especially when you start comparing it to, like, you know, previous decades when it was 12? Like, we had superstars not making All-Star games. Like, there were years where they were squeezed out because they didn't have a good year, because it was a tight race, because their team didn't win. You know, there are years where I'm saying, like, you know, a Mitch Richmond or whatever, like a, I don't know if Pippen missed one or two. Like there's, there's years where guys that are great didn't make it. 
and that's okay. But if, like, I don't know, we just open this up to almost everyone. It's like, starts to feel a little too, like, participation trophy to me where everybody's getting in. I don't know. I don't think we need to move the goalposts either because then we're going to be debating my, my third and fourth teams here where we're going to be like, hold on, hold on, Franz Wagner or, you know. <laughs> Gogo Bataze? Yeah, sure, sure. It's like that's all we're going to do. We're just going to get even more into the minutia of, as we go down the, the talent pool. That's a bit of a problem. I, I do think Reddick looks at the game now, and he's totally correct that everybody on their floor, everybody has skills now than even when he played. Like, they have expanded. Everybody is better. More guys could make it, in theory. Guys used to be plumbers in the offseason, as J.J. Reddick wanted to put. I think that he's just saying that the things are expanding. There will be more teams. Basically, 12 guys on yeah, a roster are yeah. just damn good. So guys are getting better. The sport is getting better. The league is getting better. And so he's not wrong about that. Would you be – Would you, uh, I don't know. Do they still do this in baseball where every team gets a representative? Yeah, they do. Like, do you want that? Do you like that? Uh, w- what I don't like is the NBA All-Star game not being competitive. That's the problem. I'm starting to look forward to that next CBA, the next TV deal, and I just want the snubs from each conference play the All-Stars from each conference. <laughs> right, right, okay. and, then, and then they'll play the other winning team. That's what has to matter. They have to start trying hard. Snubs from each team play the All-Stars. <laughs> I will, I'll tell you what, adding six more All-Stars to the All-Star game ain't going to change whether it's competitive or not. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is weird, though. I just was, like, doing a little history. So I looked at Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's All-Star games. Let's see what they were doing in the 70s. There was 14 All-Stars per team in 1972. Just had more. They all played. played. They all played, yeah. Wow. So a couple minutes here and there. Yeah. Five minutes for Bob Lanier. Three minutes for John Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Our guy Tom, Tom Van Arsdale. Four, four minutes in this game. But they had 14. And how many teams were even in the league in 1972? Now I do think they should expand. Okay. So what would you go to? 15 aside? 20. No, 15. <laughs> 15 sounds fine. <laughs> I want to hear what Tom Van Arsdale did in his four minutes, though. Was he effective? I, that's just, they're just going to go for up. one. Yeah, exactly. That's what's going to happen with the depth. They're just going to go out there, jog, maybe sweat, and then get off the floor. Okay. It's too many. Then here's what. If we, if we want to compromise, if we want to expand the rosters, then we have to go. Okay, let's say we go 15, a conference. We can't then be naming injury replacements. Like, it would have to take, like, three or four guys to be injured, I would think, in the particular conference to then start naming even more All-Stars. Hmm. Because if we did that, <laughs> we had 15 aside, three or three guys get injured, and we're up to 18 in a conference? We're talking about teams that, like, like you know, that are shit. And we're like, well, we got to get somebody. It's like, uh, I, don't, I think that's too far. I, I don't know. I just don't also think this is... I don't think this is a problem. <laughs> I, no. That's that's my main takeaway. It's fun to debate who should be in, who should be not. Um, but, you know. But like you're saying, we'll still have the debates. We still will. Yeah. Yeah, we will. That won't stop. <laughs> that won't stop anything. It's actually blowing my mind, man. 28 All-Stars. And there were 17 teams in the league. Oh, <laughs> everybody was an wow. all-star. So two per team, almost. And then they shrunk it back, and then they expanded it. Right. So it isn't a big deal. They can change it at any time they want to. No, they yeah. can. There ain't oh, no history, because nobody goes back and looks at that stuff. Well, they've already changed it in recent years. They added uh, some straight-up honorary cap uh, <laughs> One year all-stars yeah. in yeah. Wade and Dirk. So that expanded the rosters, I guess. All right, let's hear from you. We had that poll up on, uh, on Twitter and uh, YouTube community. People weighing in. People are passionate about that. Some don't want to. Some say, yeah, open it up. Get more All-Stars in the mix. 
Okay, next one here. Joel Embiid underwent an MRI that revealed an injury to the lateral meniscus in his left knee. The Sixers said on Thursday, Embiid will be out through the rest of the weekend while treatment options for the injury continue to be explored. Woj says that there is still uncertainty over how the MVP and Philadelphia will move forward with a treatment plan. Um... You know, not not great news, I yeah. guess. Not the worst news imaginable. The worst news could be he's done for the year, mm-hmm. but that could be still in play, right? Isn't it this type of injury, yeah. depending on the treatment and, and maybe how they go about it, this could be like a four to six week recovery or <laughs> a four to six month. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think it's major. Now, I'm not a doctor. I did not pursue that. But I, I will say I don't think it's major for a few reasons. First, his left knee was sore before that Warriors game where Kaminga fell on his leg. He grabbed his left knee during a game versus the Pacers. Then he sat out two games with left knee soreness before the Warriors game, and then head coach Nick Nurse said after the game, it's kind of unrelated to what's been bothering him. Read into it what you will. Second, Shams initially tweeted about Embiid's status at first, and then he needed to clarify something. Somebody told him clarify that thing, because the second tweet was to clarify an earlier tweet, the team has not officially confirmed a tear and says that Joel Embiid will remain out throughout the weekend while a treatment plan is finalized. So it's not torn. That's for sure. And then third, versus the Warriors, Kaminga landed near the knee, but it was below on the tibia. Now, some other doctors, Twitter doctors, pointed that out. Like, he didn't land on the knee. Obviously, it looked painful when he got up, but it wasn't a straight-up butt cheek on the left knee. So I think that bodes somewhat well. So I I think the fact, all those facts combined, it ain't a tear, and hopefully it just ain't that long-term. That's what I'm guessing. What do you think? Leg bone connected to the knee bone, though. <laughs> I'll say that. I've heard that. That's true. Um, I think it's smart that the Sixers are taking their time because this is a major moment for Joel Embiid and honestly kind of a pivot point in his career depending on what's happened. There's a lot of options for a meniscus injury. They could rest it. Very safe. Not very effective. <laughs> they could cut some of it off. That's a quick return. That's like yeah. four to six weeks, yeah. like you're saying. Yeah. <clears throat> but that can lead to problems down the road. Dwayne Wade all throughout his NBA career, blamed a surgery 10 years prior where they removed a little piece of his meniscus, which causes arthritis and therefore just keeps turning into a chronic issue. They could repair it where they just like sew it all together. Season's over for Joel Embiid at that point. Or they can completely remove his meniscus, which they won't do. Because there ain't no way that guy could play bone on bone in his knee. Brandon Roy couldn't. He's, what, 100 pounds less than Embiid. So, I don't know. We'll see what they decide to do, but... This is a very important for Joel Embiid and for the Sixers, and I think when he comes back, whenever it may be, this is the time when Joel Embiid has to be in the absolute best shape of his life. He's probably got to lose a little bit of weight, if we're being honest, because he cannot carry a big load on his knees if he's going to have a long, effective NBA career. But the fact that it wasn't torn, or partially torn, even... Have they said that? No. Yeah, they I have mean, They have not said... He. They came out and said... Well, they, they didn't say that it was not, but... Sham Sharania reported afterwards saying that it was not. To clarify that it has not been torn, not officially confirmed a tear by the Philadelphia 76ers. So will he have to... So not not a tear. (laughs) That's the thing. They don't know yet. It's probably still swollen and they're trying to figure it out. Updates will be provided as appropriate is what they said. Yeah. They got to be careful with this guy is what it comes down to. And they got to err on the side of caution and hopefully it doesn't jeopardize this season for Embiid. I will say that obviously Tyrese Maxey getting that the the keys to the guard spot is looking awesome for them. How would Philadelphia 76ers fans go into the postseason with, you know, a healthy Embiid like he was last year, still missed a game in the postseason because he has missed games in five of his six postseasons, but how would they feel Maxey and Embiid versus Harden and Embiid? They got to feel damn good. 
they got to feel extremely good. He's never won two rounds in the playoffs, and Maxi just looking ridiculously good. I got uh, we got some numbers here from StatMuse. He put uh, they put together Iverson versus Maxi in their age twenty three season. Similar points per game, twenty six point eight and twenty six point two. Maxi two more assists per game and percentages forty five thirty seven and eighty six versus Iverson forty one twenty nine and seventy five. Mm-hmm. That's some good stuff. Yeah, uh, from Maxi. Maury took one year too long to put Maxi into the in the front seat, but. Yeah, it looks spectacular. So other questions off of this Embiid injury when we wait to see the severity of it. Uh, we already talked about, obviously, um, who will Commissioner Silver likely replace in the All-Star game because you doubt he'll be playing in that, which is uh, a couple weeks away here. So there's that. There's also, can the Sixers hold on to their playoff spot, right, <laughs> without Embiid? You know, they're 4-9 and nine after last night's win without Embiid this season. Some of those, as Trey said yesterday, were without Maxi, so it's a different squad, as we saw him scoring 51 in the win. But can they hold on to, like, a top six, let's say, playoff spot if the idea is Embiid can return um, either in a month or two or, or, you know, even a little bit longer ahead of the playoffs? The MVP race? I mean, he's out of the running now. So is it a three-man race now? Is it is it Jokic? Is it SGA? And is it possibly Tatum? If the Celtics have you know the best record by a mile, and you get into that debate, uh, you know I guess Giannis. It, you know, is there a hot streak uh, left in Halliburton? You know, there's some other guys, but it feels like to me it's Jokic, SGA, or potentially Tatum. And then finally, I saw Varden uh, write about this longer term here. Embiid is publicly committed to play for Team USA this summer at the Olympics. Still has half an NBA season here, possibly the playoffs to worry about and try and return, but severe injury would almost surely keep him out of the Paris games, which is a which is a huge blow to uh, Team USA. Obviously, uh, getting him was like, whoa, my God, they've they've basically uh, taken care of that position, but maybe now uh, that makes things a little more spicy for some of these other teams trying for gold. I know some people don't care about the Olympics, but we do here, and uh, that could be a tough loss. Anthony Davis, bam. Other guys. Oh, play, look, sure. yeah, yeah, they've got other talent, but yeah. Embiid committing to yeah, them was, was a huge catch. Him, yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously France had wanted them, and Cameroon had thought about maybe trying to get them. So, yeah, just some other things. And then I guess one more. This goes hand in hand with the whole uh, him now missing out on MVP and All NBA likely because he's not going to hit the 65 game threshold. Does this injury make the league revisit it and change it? I, I, you know, you can get into it didn't have nothing to do with that. It did. He was pressured back. You just wonder the optics of it. Will the NBA quickly pivot away from this when the guy, you know, I, I mean, I guess if he misses the rest of the season, it's a little different. But if he comes up just short, will they be like, oh, the guy scored 35 a game and he's not getting any of this, any of the accolades, like especially in all NBA selection? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little weird. Okay, yeah, we'll see how they tinker with it and if it changes after they sign the next deal. Yeah, right, right, also, right. Also, a cue I have is who's going to start for him in the All-Star game. Like, they'll have to bump up somebody yeah. for the starter. Jalen Brown was next on, like, the weighted score for voting as a front court Eastern Conference. So maybe him. Yeah, that's a good question. Then it's either Paolo or Bam, basically, if you're sticking with the big man big. as the starter. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. Uh, next one here. Last night, the Rockets acquired center Steven Adams from the Grizzlies for Victor Oladipo and three second-round picks. So Houston wanted to beef up their uh, center depth, and they will <laughs> in Adams, who's uh, easily one of the most physical big men in the league, but it won't happen this season if he recovers from knee, knee surgery. Um, but what do you think of this little weird deal? Adams for Oladipo and three second-round picks. 
Well, yeah, the Adams thing we can get to. Victor Oladipo, it was an incredible career, my prince, but uh, it seems like it's over. He hasn't played a game this season, but I remember those great moments. Took LeBron to seven games, the 360 dunk, Mr. 360 in the slam dunk contest, two-time All-Star, but the injuries took him out a little too soon. He's almost 32. Um, Adams, the same thing, not playing this season. No. Will help out. That means they're getting rid of Jock Landale, I guess, who's a uh, an unguaranteed, non-guaranteed contract next season. Adams will be there making 12 mil. That's good. And But at the same time, the Grizzlies just wanted to get rid of money, I assume. Yeah. Triple J is starting at center, playing there more than he ever has in his career. He's played every minute at center while Adams was beside him because of the personal foul problems that Triple J had that helped out. But he's not prone to fouls like he used to be. And then Brandon Clark, they still have next year, who will be his backup. But next year, the money kicks in with Baines' contract extension coming in, plus Triple J, plus Moran, obviously, yeah. plus others. So they had to get rid of him, I guess. Yeah, I saw Hollinger write that the Grizzlies, prior to this trade, projected to be nearly $20 million over next year's tax line. So moving off of Adam's deal uh, puts Memphis in a better position to stay below the first apron there, um, especially if the Grizzlies decline Luke Kennard's $14 million option. He's also in trade talk, so he could be moved. Uh, Memphis also generated a $12.6 million trade exception for Adams because it can take Oladipo's expiring contract into the $12.5 million injured player exception for John Morant. And then Hollinger writes, yes, they are taking an injured player into an injured player exception. <laughs> Which is uh, pretty cool you that you can do that. Do that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, do you have any takeaways here, TK, on Adams to Houston? Yeah, I saw the Grizzlies also signed a guy named Matthew Hurt with one of their injury exceptions. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's all about money uh, for the Grizzlies. Like Tass is saying, they're getting super expensive. Desmond Bain is going to make literally ten times as much money next season as he does this season. Yeah. Um I think they're going to miss Steven Adams, though. They missed him at the end of last season when he went out with an injury. This year is obviously a lost year for the Grizzlies, but his size, his screening, keeping guys off the glass so everybody else can rebound, I don't think you're getting that from Brandon Clark and Santi Aldama. They're more of finesse style bigs, so I think they'll still be in the market for somebody else with some size uh, come summertime, but smart to get a few picks here. And as for the Rockets, like... Steven Adams is going to be a perfect fit for them when he comes back next year. Just set some screens, be tough, scraptivity, and rebound. That's all he's going to do. He doesn't have to be the starter because Shen Goon is the starter. They might be able to play next to each other depending on how Shen Goon's jump shot progresses, but who doesn't like having Steven Adams on their team? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's what the Rockets Everywhere he goes, are. they get better. Yeah. That's what the Rockets are trading for. Absolutely. Just Steven Adams in their locker room. The Grizzlies are going to have to bring back a big, bring Smackman back. Bismack Biombo. Uh they've got great names. Smackman, uh Matthew Hurt. Um Yeah. Is that it? I'm yeah, smart, okay. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I see yeah. he's been been in trade rumors a little bit here. Yeah. Marcus Smart. Yeah. They're, yeah, he's making a ton of money next year when you put that together with more Morant, Triple J. And obviously Bane. Oh, you want trade rumors. Let's get to this final piece of news here. Uh, one reporter has claimed that the Lakers are preparing to do the unthinkable. <laughs> trade LeBron James. Yes, according to David Pingalore of KTLA in Los Angeles, LeBron is not only at the top of the Lakers trade list, but they may be close to finding a suitor. So I know what you're thinking. Who the hell is this guy? You know, this is not a nationally known name. I'm sure a lot of people are like, come on, give me a break, doubting this. However, 
<laughs> However, this Pingalore guy does seem surprisingly plugged in to some of the NBA news and notes and world because he's successfully reported first on moves like Kawhi Leonard and even LeBron James himself. Wow. So he well, has called some things correct. In more the like past. Plugalore. Yeah. yeah. He called LeBron back to the Cavs two years in advance. Yeah. He said, I, I'm hearing that LeBron James put out feelers to returning to the Cavs two years from now. And it was a 2012. Yeah. Oh. So, okay, you can discredit this tweet if you want but to. he wasn't even playing in L.A., where I assume he was working. This guy's just... He, Who does he know? He knows somebody. <laughs> does he know? He knows somebody from Miami. Uh, uh, so what do, you, what do you think about this? I mean, do you dismiss it? Like, uh, Or is there something more here and this is more LeBron, you know, perturbed? And that's why we got the... You know the the t- the hourglass emoji, and he's upset with Ham and the roster and how the teams do. Like, what do you think? I look up the the Pingalore um, glory. That's what I look up first. He's you know he adds KTLA and KTLA Five Sports. Yeah, now I know about it. Yeah. Now I know. Now I'm into it. I can't. I, I I I can't believe it at all. I don't think LeBron would want to move from LA with his family, a team that just made the conference finals last year. I know they were not... <laughs> they did. They did not go to the finals. Yeah. But they haven't got necessarily worse in terms of their roster. Gabe Vincent hasn't even played. So I just don't... I don't see... I don't know. I don't see it. I don't get it. I don't think it at all. Yesterday, he was coming off the bench in that Boston Celtics game with Anthony Davis, and he was helping coaches, guys, helping Rui. So I'm not buying it. Sorry. Okay. You don't think he's going to be traded to the Warriors? <laughs> you don't think he's going to be traded? Uh, I don't know. Name your team, I guess. Clippers. <laughs> could want, stay in California is my point. Does he want to trade? Maybe. For him, no. For others, possibly. That's that's all it is to me. Okay. Trey, what do you think of Pingalore? <laughs> <laughs> he don't miss. <laughs> I mean, maybe he misses, but he's got some notable hits. Yeah, he's got it's some just hits. impossible to imagine LeBron being traded during the season. That yep. seems weird. Like, yeah. I mean, it's always a shock if LeBron switches a team. Obviously, the biggest news in the league if he ever switches a team. But to happen at the trade deadline, that seems unlikely. If it's anybody but Ping, I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> anybody yeah. but Ping. Anybody but Ping. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing with Ping. Uh, maybe he knows something. Maybe Ping knows yeah, something. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's that the thing. Um, I just don't, yeah, that he would move midseason. If there's any time to move, it's when his son, Bronny James, gets drafted somewhere else mm. in the offseason and says, I want to play with him. But what what does this, how does this make sense to go to another team that's what, where? The Warriors? Yeah. I, I, the a, Warriors, a the Warriors the is a popular like theory here, right? Because of Chris Paul's contract and, you know, Wiggins and you know, they'll have a ton of draft capital. But just the idea of Steph playing with uh, LeBron, teaming up. In Golden State, I mean that's a that's an attractive team. To me. <laughs> hey, look, we want this. Yeah, content makers yeah. want this. So thank you, Ping. Let's uh, we'll see if it happens. <laughs> but I, I think it's <laughs> thank more. You, uh, thank you, Ping. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean whether it's all connected or not, this whole thing that LeBron is throwing his uh, yeah annual basically sort of hissy fit with the team and how they're playing and probably being coached. There, I think Dave McMenamin had some reports of like, yeah, he's frustrated with Ham, and then. He's frustrated that they missed out on Doc Rivers as a possible substitute, <laughs> if you believe that. So I think it's more that than trade me, but hashtag this league, man. You never know. It sounds insane, but we just learned yesterday Lewis Hamilton was going to Ferrari. So, yeah, and I said Lewis Hamilton going to Ferrari. It's like LeBron going to the <laughs> Lakers. You know what would be like Lewis Hamilton going to Ferrari? 
LeBron going to the Bulls. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Planting the seeds. There you go. Planting the seeds. <laughs> okay, so uh, whether or not you uh, put any stock into Pingalore's tweet, uh, let us know. Uh, we're going to take one more break. <laughs> when we come back, uh, a fun tweet of the night where we're going to be talking a little VR, and then we got rapid fire. Don't go anywhere. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I got to cut out a bit. I got to switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds, sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Okay, we have closed the voting for one of the weirdest polls we've ever posted during the uh, YouTube stream team here. Most fantasy points in their careers. Trey, uh, was it Kobe White? Was it Titus Young, Trey Young's son, or Kobe Bufkin, the G-leaguer for the uh, Skyhawks? Kobe White leads the vote, 59%. Okay. Hey, he's, he's on the All-Star he team. Yeah. The NBA. He, yeah, yeah. he is playing in the NBA right now, so he's building a lead, but with 24%, the fans are going with Titus Young. Wow. <laughs> They're rolling the dice on Titus. He might I mean, end up being a golfer. We don't know. Yeah, it's <laughs> baseball player reverse Mahomes. Yeah, sure, but but we see like look at the NBA landscape as it is now. How many of these players are sons of former NBA players? Totally. Why will that stop? Galore. There's a galore of them. I just like the ping galore. Sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> back to ping. Yeah, ping galore is going to come on the podcast to talk about LeBron James. Yeah, you, you reached out. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's getting a ping galore of tweets back for what he tweeted. <laughs> Uh, oh my god it's hard it's hard once you start saying galore you gotta say galore of them yeah uh anyways i was gonna say congratulations titus titus young very good oh uh, here (laughs) he's a bucket here here in the slack channel for no dunks for sure talking about the idea of pingalore saying lebron might be traded here uh, mid-season or uh, throwing it out there who's the best player ever to be traded mid-season seems like kevin durant that's a good one yeah I mean, Harden obviously was, but Katie's ahead of him. Um, you know, Sha- was- Shaq was traded from the Heat to the Suns, but, uh, you know, not the most dominant Shaq at that point. Yeah. yeah. How about Lou Alcindor slash Kareem? No, he was traded during the offseason, I thought. Yeah. Wasn't he? Yeah. But I'm just guessing. I'm I just throwing it, was- it out there. Yeah, I don't think it was midseason. Yeah, that's why LeBron ain't going anywhere. But, um, hmm. 
Yeah, I'm like Mello. He's not. He's not on their level. No. Not on the no. KD level. Nope, nope, nope. If you can beat let Kevin Durant, let us know. Yeah, let us know in the chat here. Uh, all right, let's get to tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Uh, tweet of the night comes from Kevin O'Connor, NBA KOC himself, uh, sharing a video and uh, tweeting along with it. NBA League Pass on the Apple Vision Pro looks incredible. And we are showing everyone here listening to the pod, uh, I don't know, I guess some content creator, some tech guy maybe, maybe a sports guy, I'm not sure, um, showing us what it looks like sitting on the floor of his living room, looking at his normal TV, TV. (laughs) but having on the uh, Apple, Apple Vision Pro goggles here, and like, look what you can do here in VR, where he's checking scores, and he's pinching things and <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know it's, it's uh it's interesting i guess um so there's that we can talk about that in a second but off of this tweet <laughs> i laughed at at lester freeman who tweeted wearing a vr headset during pickup hoops and getting real-time shot charts for my teammates so i can tell them why it's good that i went iso for the fifth straight possession <laughs> you're 28 percent from that corner to get back on d now, this is something I could get behind. Going to our, our weekly run, all playing in our Apple Vision Pros, <laughs> yelling about shot charts and where you're shooting from. You got to have your heads-up display updated, though, Skeets. You're like, no, 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 28% from the corners, like shooting 56% from one-point range. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Hook me up. So, yeah, any thoughts on uh, this little demo we saw from this this thing here? You imagine? Do you imagine you could actually play basketball <laughs> with that thing on your face? You no way. Up your neck strength. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Because we actually saw Anthony Davis at an All Star game was doing a little collaboration. He had the mask on. It was. Had, it was AD and Beal, was it not? Yeah. You and he, I interviewed them. Yeah. While they were <laughs> while they were shooting free throws, they weren't actually hooping hooping. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is weird. Wait, were they yeah. shooting like virtual free throws? No, no, Real no. Free they throw. had they, they had on some sort of VR, th- I think. Yeah, they hundred percent. And then they were shooting, but yeah. they could see. They were looking at the VR version of reality, which was that's right. The basket in front of them. The whole thing was to de- demo how fast the Wi-Fi was or the 5G or whatever the hell. Yeah, they were like bricking shot after shot oh, yeah. after shot it was, because it was like, like, it was like it a was delay. fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. It is, yeah. So I think you, that would never happen in reality. It shouldn't happen in reality. There's a great video out there, speaking of videos people are sharing, where there's a kid, like a two-year-old kid with a mask on his face, and he just jumps. He just leaps like he's jumping out of a plane, like five feet, and just lands on the ground. Yeah. Because it, it was fine. The kid was fine. Uh, but you just don't know what's going to happen. on It's hilarious. Wearing that thing is hilarious. People do workouts in those things. Yeah. Really? Wouldn't you get yeah, a lot of them? I, I believe it. Yeah. But wouldn't your face get sweaty? Mine would. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, cool story, bro. Yeah, just sitting there. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I'm like, here's the thing to me. I'm like, I look at it and I see the display. Yeah. I see him watching. I'm like, that does look cool. Like yeah. how he's doing this, moving it all around and stuff. But then, like, it pulls out. I'm like, he's just watching a game and checking his phone. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that all the time. It's like, have like if you have a laptop, 
it's just like this. <laughs> you're holding your laptop closer to your face. I want the more immersive stuff. I want to feel like I'm there. I want to brick free throws like I'm Bradley Beal. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, they're like they're not focusing on like the you are sitting courtside and it's gonna feel like somebody's landing like right beside you and the ball like comes into the mm-hmm. front row. It's more just like you're saying, this is all my phone can do. All this is just now I have goggles on and it's all right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like if anything it's like let me plop down on my couch and all these cool things like I don't know give me like a like some sort of holograph that it like pops up beside yeah. my TV while I don't have a thing on yeah I can yeah. swipe and all that when Jerome our producer Jerome and I were looking at the X Stadium app which does the exact same thing you basically have the screen in front of you he enjoyed the stats being able to be popped up sure Sure, but you can also just do that with your phone. Yeah, I'm, so, con- I'm convinced. Like if that's... you're lazy, if you're lazy, we're all lazy. It's cool. It, it's kind of cool that it gets popped up. But I, I do agree. The game experience in watching what this guy was watching, who wasn't even actually watching an active game, it was pause. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. That's true. And then looking at the X Stadium app and having actually gone through it like years ago with an NBA. VR experience. I, I I did it. I thought that was like five years ago. I was excited to do it. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, but it, it's like watching your TV, which is honestly better. Like Trey just said, it's like putting your eyes on a TV. Is <laughs> well, in, it's not that different. In the demo, he's showing off like, hey, look at this. You can p- drag another game over here, and then another game over here, another game. It's like, oh yeah, that's a sports bar. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Cool. Yeah, or, or people have multiple TVs in their home, too. I mean, you can do that as well. Yeah. Or on your one TV, you can do that where you can split the games. Or on the NBA so, app. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like, you, okay. You, it's like, not that great. Come on. I, you, you, you're telling me you're turning this into my very own crunch time, but I want to see Jared Greenberg standing right beside me. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's where we got to get the technology. That's what we need. <laughs> I want Jerry Greenberg yelling at me in my face. You get to choose your own sideline reporter. I love that. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Okay. Anyway, let's hear your thoughts on Apple Vision Pro and NBA League Pass for it. And uh, also, there's no way it fucking works. Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't work for me on my laptop, man, half the time. Yeah, you but what it's... if it's on your face? <laughs> <laughs> your brain waves. All right. Uh, let's wrap up this uh, drop podcast with some rapid fire fun. TK, you got the questions. We got the answers. Let's do it. All right. 24 players have been named All-Stars. That means 510 weren't. <laughs> Sorry. Right. But good news. Everybody is welcome at the Snub Club. Nobody likes to be left out. Fellas, when's the time you've been snubbed, Skeets? Uh, look, we've talked about it a million times, but uh, we were snubbed for the 2016 NBA All-Star Celebrity Game in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. If we were ever going to make that damn game, it was going to be that year in our old hometown. <laughs> and, well, they overlooked us. Now, I will say, for 2016, as far as celebrity games go, they actually had some decent celebrities, you know? Some decent names were playing in yeah. that one. I think some years were like, oh, what? Who is Give me that? a couple names. Uh, Sudeikis. That's a, that's a good get. Uh, the Property Brothers. The Property Brothers. I'll right? never Both forget seeing a Property Brother at Shoppers. That week. <laughs> <laughs> Shoppery Brother. Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you Nick Cannon. O'Shea Jackson Jr. Oh, yeah. uh, oh. Anthony Anderson. Um, and then some athletes. Oh, Wynn Butler. Uh... Bouchard, who's a professional tennis player. Genie Bouchard. Yeah. 
So there was like there okay. was some they decent some names. Good but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. point yeah. is we should have been in the game, and we got snubbed. Hundred percent agree. And they're mm-hmm. afraid of us. That's why. <laughs> I was trying to. I just wanted you to say Hassan Minhaj, who came up to us mm. in New Orleans, though. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say that he came up to us yeah. and gave us a little handshake. Yeah, it was nice. It's, it's nice like guy. it's like Mark Lassery was in the game, the Bucks owner. It's like that's not, that's not a celebrity. Nah. That's ridiculous. But if I ever he just buy a team, to, I'm yeah. playing for sure. Yes, yes, yes. yes. He was <laughs> like, I want to play in this. Mode. Okay, well, yeah. let him in. He owns a team. He's a billionaire. Okay, I get that. But. My favorite celebrity was Arnie Duncan. People love his movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tam, uh, Tam, Tom Cavanaugh was in this one. Do you know okay. that guy? Yeah, Supreme sure. Court Justice? Um, no, Brett, no, no, Brett no, no, no. This is oh, an actor. Oh. <laughs> Canadian actor, so. Yeah, they, that's true. Tom they leaned Cavanaugh. in. Yeah, he was in Scrubs. Recurring role in Scrub. Ed. He was in he's Ed. He's in Ed, yeah. He's <laughs> oh, in I do the, know that guy. He's in the yeah, new Flash, the Flash show. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They leaned in the Canadians. Then he had that Labatt Blue commercial. Oh, he yeah. That, <laughs> <Labatt> Blue commercial. <laughs> that was a big deal. <laughs> hey, you laugh, but Flo, 10 years doing that gig. Get her in the game. I mean, that'd be a big I mean, get. Sure. <laughs> Flo versus Lily? I think Agency Jake would Lily? have a problem with that, though. No. I'm surprised Jake hasn't played, actually. Yeah. He hasn't? He must not be able to play at all, because you would think they would want him in there, right? You would think. Wow. Well, Ru- Ruffles is the sponsor, right, of uh, oh, Celebrity yeah. Game. Uh, that's true. It's ESPN. It's an ESPN, yeah, actually. It's it's an ESPN. That's why we were never in the that's game, right. let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll say mine. Uh, not as interesting, but I was snubbed out of going to Disney World with my family because I was the fifth, <laughs> the fifth of a perfect four. It's always perfect to travel with four. Mm-hmm. Mother-in-law, wife, two kids. They took the tickets. I got snubbed, Ooh. which was fine. <laughs> um, but anyways, it would have been good to be at Disney World. I had already gone. It was my second time. I got to go to Vegas with you guys instead for Summer League. Mm. Part a thousand. Mm, fun. Because we've been there so many times. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Can't miss this one. I'm going again this year, baby. <laughs> it's right around the corner. USA, Canada. When we're there. Get your they will be playing in Las Vegas. We're going to that, too. I might get oh, snubbed. Cool. I might get snubbed. Nice. Might get snubbed for that, huh? Yep. JD, you ever been snubbed? Oh, yeah, I've been snubbed. <laughs> for a sports Emmy? Sport, yeah, sports Emmy, 100%. Like, what, 20 years running now? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, fuck, I don't deserve an Emmy. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to pick one here. Uh, let's see, you guys got lunch for six years. I never got lunch. A turner. <laughs> You guys got rides to the talent, airport. Man. You're not talent. Not talent. I'm not talent, guys. I'm not talent. Uh, what else? Uh, <laughs> you got, we got rides to the airport. You got rides oh, to the yeah. airport. So I never got a rides to the ride to the airport. We got rides to the airport. We we only flew places like two times a year. Yeah. So it's not like we were doing it every yeah, week. Yeah, but you're right. We got the car service. <laughs> we we got the, the car cars. service. Like, I never got that. Nope. Yeah. A, a uh, guy would show up, you know, with an iPad with your last name on it. That yeah. didn't happen for you. They, they yeah. didn't want to send me on that private jet with you guys to New Orleans. Yeah, but you got a seat and we all had to sit on the bench. Yeah. You know. I mean, which tells you there was room on that plane. They said, there's no, <laughs> there's no room on that plane. I got the fucking best seat in the house. Uh, what else? Uh, you guys got offered a job at The Athletic. I did not. <laughs> that one stung. Well, you did. Skeet's got his work visa. I didn't back mm-hmm. in uh, when we first started the athletic. Well, now I was the, stuck now in the Canada roles for... have reversed. You got your green card. Yeah, man. 
And I, well, I'm in the process. You're working on it. I'm working, working on it. Yeah. yeah, I got lots of snubs. And uh, Rachel snubbed me at pickleball the other day. Like, I could have played with her, but she's like, nah, I'm going to play with these good people. You can sit there. You can sit there and hold, the, hold my bag, and then we'll leave. We'll go home. Uh, my bag. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, JD, but we're going to have to make a video of your top oh, 10 no. snubs was, right here, right now. Oh, Jesus. That was too good. This goes down in the dumps. This got a lifetime yeah. membership to the snub I wish club. you never brought this up, Trey. Like, uh, now I'm, uh, I'm depressed. That's <laughs> not funny, but oh, man, that's funny. Uh, too good. Oh, man, we run up quite a tab on that lunch order, didn't we? <laughs> that was one of our greatest achievements. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. Oh, How many times can you order California Pizza Kitchen? You only get it about half the time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The Jazz announced this week that they've partnered with Stanley Products to make some co-branded versions of their super-hyped cups. Not that Stanley Cup. <laughs> We're talking sippers, doggy. <laughs> what a weird thing. Stanley, man. Yeah. Stanley is who, back? Who, who yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I was so confused yeah. by that. The Ringer did a podcast on Stanley Cup. I thought, okay, I'm going to learn about Stanley Cup. I, I've got a thousand <laughs> mugs and cups in my house. Not one is a Stanley, though. Oh, I didn't yeah, even Sam. know that existed. I know. They just look. Fine. I've got like the, I've got the old green ones, like where you screw off the top, you can pour your coffee into the top of it. Yeah, oh yeah, like a construction man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's my Stanley. Nice. That's my Stanley cover. <laughs> Fellas, what's uh, the next buzzy product to get an NBA tie-in? We've already seen skims. We've already seen Adam Silver wearing skims. <laughs> that's true. There's nothing left. Uh, I struggled with this, so I found a list of uh, 20 trending e-commerce products okay. based on their latest like search data. And one of the products on the rise was bow ties. I was like, hmm, mm. the quirky, sophisticated alternative to traditional neckties that is the bow tie. It's exploded in like search growth. It's like, you know, like 8,000% higher people really? looking for it. I guess the idea is this, uh, like the rise of like a formal accessory or like formal dressing after like everybody was like trapped in their house for years because right. of uh, the lockdown era. So. Um, bow ties. Okay. You already got Ernie Johnson as a great spokesman. Mm-hmm. So there's feels like there's uh you know should be some NBA themed bow ties for your teams and stuff like that. Mm. So I'll go with that. <laughs> I was going. I was. I looked through all those. Uh, what, what's on the rise? Yeah. I didn't see bow ties. That's a good one. <laughs> ties on the rise. Uh, yeah. You like what you? I mean, you have. I, I love bow ties. Yeah. yeah. Get Ernie Johnson. Sorry. You still got your wood bow tie? Mike Conley wood bow tie? <laughs> No, I think I left it in a dresser when I moved, and I put it out on a curb for some reason because I wanted somebody to pick it up, and oh, I left damn. it. I left it in there. Oh yeah, you did. What too. a big I, rem- I do remember that story. Yeah, uh, Ernie Johnson. That's good. Uh, new glasses for Ernie. Mm. He should be sponsored for his glasses. Those look great. Um, all right, I, I like the Carhartt one. I think I, that felt very Carhartty. Trey, when you pulled out your mug, mm-hmm. felt like sure. that's a good one. Uh, also, I think OKC should sponsor laptop stands. Because the NBA is uh, expanding to a two-night format for the draft. And uh, front office employees will be working their computers all night long to make a trade. They need a keyboard, a laptop to get it done. We're going to see an increase in trades. OKC, Sam Presti, and all the geeks, as they like to call them, uh, in the front office. Pull out some laptop stands. Wow. <laughs> Wearing their bow ties. That's very helpful. <laughs> It'll help your neck. Totally. You got a buzzy product, J.D.? Yeah, I, I did a search, but nothing was really singing to me. So I'm just going with my gut on this one. Dylan Brooks and the massive trapper hat. 
They're coming mm. back. Let's get a partnership going, especially, you know, raptors, wolves, all those northern uh, teams. Mm. Nice warm trapper mm. hat to wear. True detective. Got Jodie Foster. She's got one oh, of those yeah, things yeah. on all over the Ooh, place. Good point. They're yeah. coming back. Good answer. They're coming back. Okay. <laughs> good stuff. This is a tricky question because you got to predict what the next fad yeah, is. Yeah. It's tough. Anyway. <laughs> Let's go with that. Trapper hats. Trapper hats are cool. They are. <laughs> Always look good. You want your ears warm or not? Your choice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Our C blocks this week have turned into what about this Canadian kids TV show, and I love it. Big shout out to my guy, the littlest hobo. Oh, wow. I uh, love the littlest hobo. Uh, please tell me about another beloved Canadian kids show. Sure, gladly. Let me tell you about today's special. Oh, man. Yeah, did I steal yours? Uh, I knew this was wow. going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I loved today's special. It was an early 80s show. It was like 81 to 87. Uh, weird show, weird premise. Jeff, a man that was actually a mannequin who would come alive <laughs> at night in this department store. Here's the cast. We got Jeff in his hat over there. That was the magical hat. You got Jody, who uh, you know worked in the store. Sam Crenshaw, that's your security guard. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's Muffy. That's the little mouse that yeah. would uh, talk in rhymes. And uh, this this was a great show. That I, I mean, I guess you were gonna go with it too. It's I was. It's a classic. Yeah, yeah I, I thought I'd, I'd sneak it through, but uh, today's special. Shout it loud and clear. Uh, incredible. Today's theme special. Song. Incredible. Theme yeah, song. I loved Muffy. I loved Muffy the puppet. Um, she was cool. She would say, Hocus Pocus, Al Negotius. Yeah, that's right. And that's when Jeff would come alive. Yep. Yep. But Jeff was carried. It was great, great filming by our man Clive Vanderberg. Yeah. Yes. Clive Vanderberg, yeah, yeah he right. created that. Uh, and he taught us at Ryerson. One of a our bit. professors at Ryerson created yeah. the show. It was weird because Jeff would get carried in and then he became a real person after so he was carried in as a mannequin and then he became a real person but if his hat fell off he'd go he, back he'd yeah. become a mannequin again yeah uh but muffy just turned him on hocus pocus alamogosius and jeff became and then it, he just should have worn a trap hat so his hat would have yeah, yeah, yeah. fastened it underneath yeah always oh, a what? man baby <laughs> so they just carry around a mannequin yeah set up jeff yeah, yeah jody wow. would not jody foster jody uh she'd carry him <laughs> Yeah, Jody. <laughs> Every episode, she would carry him into a department store at night, and then uh, then we'd learn about hats and stuff. There, we it just showed like it ran the gamut on like what you were learning about. Like it was yeah. simple things, but then it started getting like you know teaching kids about death and stuff like that, and like it went into like well, run out of stuff, I guess. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. Remember uh, what was her name? Um, uh, Mrs. Pennypacker. Remember her? I've never watched this show. What? This is uh, after my time, so. Oh my god! I was like a teenager. There was the uh, computer that talked, almost like Hal in Space Odyssey. It's like okay. a TXL, I think it was yeah. called, or something like that. Yeah. It's very derivative. This show, like the hat, Frosty the Snowman, yeah. like Mannequin, the movie back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was cool though as a kid to see a department store at night. At night. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. and they would film it in. I think they filmed in multiple spots, but like the Simpsons or uh, uh, Simpsons, yeah, uh, down, uh, down department down. store, yeah. Yep. Hmm. Okay. Nice. So we both had that answer. Absolutely. Had Today's that special. Answer. I bet right. there's still more out there. What? Shows? Kids shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. We talked about a lot of so them. So many. What do you got then, JD? Uh, I got a couple, but I'll just say Rocket Robin Hood. Ever see that? It's the weirdest show you've ever seen. Rocket For mortgages? 
<laughs> or <joke>. investing. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, man, what a merger. I'm watching that money, baby. Uh, well. <laughs> that was like uh, Robin Hood, but in the future. Like, it oh. took place 3,000 years in the Cartoon, future. then? Cartoon. Oh. It was uh, same animator as the old Spider-Man, like the 70s Spider-Man. In fact, he stole some animation from that show to put in that very trippy and weird, um, hilariously bad. Canadian. Canadian, yeah. yeah. So, like, he shoots lasers instead of a bow and arrow. He's got, well, yeah, there, but he's got a, an actual arrow that... Sort of like the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, oh, it can, like... It, yeah, it, like, takes the gold and brings it back. And, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Rocket Robin, uh, check it out. What else you got you, on your list, though? I got the Hilarious House of Frankenstein. Okay. Produced in yep, uh, Hamilton. That. Very weird show. Very. Wolfman, like, all the monster <laughs> people, you know. Uh, Tales from the Riverbank. Hammy Hamster, ever see that? Like... <laughs> Actual real. What are you talking? I'm, yeah. not, no I'm old. Though. I'm old. Yeah. Did Hammy Hamster see her shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Hammy Hamster. Six male, more months of Canadian television. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a GP, the guinea pig, and uh, a rat. I can't remember the rat's name. Okay. But they were li- like real life. Uh, they would take these animals and put them hats on them, and the GP flew a plane. I remember that. Uh, oh my god. You saying this is like sort of coming yeah, back now. Yeah, it's like it's, they were real life animals. They're real life animals. I know exactly the show you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, I hadn't thought about that show. I know. I was like 35 years. Yeah. And then read along, which was sort of our like a precursor to reading Rainbow. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't really remember that one, but I definitely watched it. And Polka Dot Door, we were talking about that yesterday. Yeah. Do you remember they had a different day every time? It was a weekly or daily show. Like Monday to Friday, and then they see you soon on the polka dot door. First songs and stories and so much more. Yeah. Uh, and then, but they would have to every theme song they would s- squeeze in the the name of the day. Like it's Animal Day, you know. But it would never like join us soon for Imagination Day. Like you would have to like <laughs> too many syllables for the song, you know. <laughs> anyway, wow, that was a daily show. Fucking daily show. <laughs> we watch that daily. Yeah. That's a lot of days. Sickos. <laughs> Amazing. What a trip down memory lane there. Mm. Um, if you know a Canadian show <laughs> from our childhood, let us know in the stream team or tweet at us. I know people are going to be saying Mr. Dress Up. We sure, alluded yeah. to that Tickle yesterday. Trunk. The Tickle Trunk. Yeah. That was, I mean, Mr. Dress Up was basically our Mr. Neighbor. Um, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of the yeah. version, right? Yep. 100%. But, but he was an artist. Yeah. This guy could draw like nobody's business. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He was that. a sick drawer. Yeah. <laughs> like, there would be a full like segment of him, full- like, Bob Ross style. Yeah, where he you literally just watched like, him draw, and he's yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah. Mesmerizing. <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> More like Mr. Drogers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of funny, because Mr. Rogers, his big thing, was getting dressed. Same universe. They got to do like a multiverse. Wow. That's what we did. Sure blew my mind with that. Uh, all right, we'll call it there. That's rapid fire, cool. not so rapid. That's the drop. Let us know about the snubs we missed from the snubs. Uh, no football this weekend. Not and- Pro Bowl. <laughs> uh, who's on your uh, Pro Bowl snublet? You never hear that. I never see a single thing from NFL fans going, oh, that guy was snubbed for the Pro Bowl game. You ever see it? 
never, never seen it. it. I've never heard it. People don't care about they the Pro Bowl. They don't give a shit. Yeah. 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 That's, the, that's the way to go about can't it. can't believe my favorite offensive guard didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess there's that. But uh, the NBA is uh, celebrating, if you want to call it that, with one ABC game, one ESPN game, and three NBA TV games. Saw Ziller point that out. Sort of weird that they didn't sort of like lean into... Go heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... We'll be back on Monday to talk about them. Regardless, though, join us at 10 a.m. Eastern. What you got, my man? Uh, Brian Windhorst is reporting that LeBron James won't ask for or be traded by okay. the Lakers, okay. according to his agent, okay. Richard Paul. Okay. Pingalore. <laughs> no more. Pingalore no more. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's crazy. LeBron not going to be traded. This changes everything. <laughs> Well, I hope he gets traded literally an hour oh, after we wrap up. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Are we doing an emergency? I don't know. LeBron? I'm, I don't know. You know what? It's the weekend. I'm <laughs> yeah, taking it. It's Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. We'll see you on Monday or maybe an emergency podcast <laughs> if LeBron is moved. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we've been a daily show for a long time. Except the weekends. Doesn't matter if LeBron James gets traded. Uh-uh. Brace the weekend, people.